and welcome back to a very exciting episode of Coffee and Wrestling, a wrestling podcast because, well, I'm back. And we're back. You're the and Mark's exciting not in part. the hospital. You're, and... you're, you're, yeah, I'm not in the hospital. You're the exciting part of the podcast, and we are back. We are back. I am one half of your host, Jamie. Thankfully, joining us today as well, the other half of our our uh, host, Mark. Hi. And uh, yeah, it's it's been a while. We're it's very been... sorry. Life's been crazy. I feel like that's always yeah. our excuse. Um, well, I were, was gone you for, were gone for two weeks. Almost two weeks in Italy. That was a fantastic yes. time. And then coming back, it was just sickness and, and pain and oh, yeah. misery on both ends. But we are back. We are feeling great. And we are so happy to be here. We're so glad you're joining us. Let's just get so right back into the swing us. of things. Like it's, it's, it's been, I know we missed, we missed two weeks. So we're back with, with doing that. But even right. before that, I, I was rolling solo dolo with two podcasts. And I felt like I did a pretty decent job. I got almost two hours worth of content out. I don't know why somebody allows me to record two hours of me rambling about wrestling but so glad that we're back in the saddle um AEW and wwe has been all over the place with wwe coming up with crown jewel AEW is just coming off of wrestle dream and coming up with full gear here in november we have championships that are making legendary runs in wwe there's championships that are changing hands left right and center in AEW. And WWE, really? Oh, yeah, we've got stuff going all over the place. It it's is. Great. It's crazy. And being away from it for two weeks, I really wasn't able to watch anything wrestling related. So it took me a while to get caught up because I missed Wrestle Dream. Uh, I missed the uh, switch of Adam Copeland no longer being Edge yes. and coming to AEW. So it was a lot to catch up with. I'm still figuring out everything with with Jay White and all this stuff. So right. Um, we just finally caught up with Collision today and Battle of the Belts, uh, today being Sunday. So a lot of wrestling, a lot of stuff to cover. Absolutely uh, no complaints. Thank you, no, Tony Khan, for always putting on lots of wrestling, but it right. was very difficult to keep up with. But we'll jump right into it with WWE's, like, one of their flagship, uh, I guess, stories or uh, the lines that they're going with. The Judgment Day, speaking of Adam Copeland, um, have become one of like the biggest staples in WWE programming right now. And they're even kind of, they've got their fingers intertwined with the bloodline with right. Roman Reigns that hasn't really been on TV that much, but Jay and Jimmy Uso have, have gone their separate ways. And now the judgment day has influenced whether for the good or the bad, or whether they intended to or not on both the, the Usos. And that came very prevalent this week when uh judgment day, had a match against Cody Rhodes and Jey Uso for the WWE Tag Team titles. And before any of that started, we had Sami Zayn even making comment of Jey Uso was the one that was that came to to Raw and made Kevin o, Kevin Owens go to SmackDown. Right, so he had a lot of to hold against him. And of course, we have all that bloodline history between Jey and Sami. I mean, it's he- just... Yeet, yeet. I mean, that's not even that's not even touching the press conference that Cody and Jay had after they ha- they won the uh, yeah, it's, the tag titles. It's been an impressive couple of weeks, that's for sure. I mean, but yeah, it's 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 good to see that they've taken the bloodline storyline or bloodline faction and is able to breathe new life into it that isn't completely revolving around Roman Reigns. Right, which is great. That's so important to this story is to not have it just revolve around somebody who only wrestles, you know, every four to six months. It's very important to keep this kind of going with Jimmy and Jay. And they've done a a, a decent job of that over the last few weeks. And I mean, yeah, it was one of the things that, you know, once the bloodline, quote unquote, storyline was over. I mean, I don't know if it's really over yet or if it's just taking a backseat. But with the, the Usos splitting up. You know, it's kind. Of, it was one of those questions of like, okay, how are they going to play this? Is he just going to come back? But they've ran it like they've been two completely separate entities. But I mean, you can't deny that there's, you know, you're going to have to have these two interact. I mean, they're brothers for for Christ's sake. Right, they, beyond they're, just they're the multi tag team champions, they've, they've right. You know, and now Jay holds a belt with somebody who isn't his brother. I know that's crazy, and I don't think either one of them had that up until this. It's got to come down to just a one on one. I mean, I think yeah. we all want to see Jimmy versus Jay and not just, you know, match interferences like it has been actually see something physically manifest, just a singles match between the two, I think would be fantastic after all these years, after all the things that they've, you know, been a part of together. Oh, yeah. They've they've been I mean, they're another 
you know, homegrown WWE product, right. let alone that they've been in the system since the minute they decided to do, you know, their their wrestling. But their entire family is embroiled in WWE. I right. Mean, the entire I, I'm I'm gonna butcher the name Anohi, uh, like the entire bloodline of the, the bloodline. Yeah, of it's it is, legit. Like it's, you yeah, know? there's it's not like it's this. You know, we just came up with this name. I mean, they they took the name and made it more than what it is. And they made it as something awesome, but it's like it really is like these guys have such a a, a family history, family rich history in the industry that I yeah you got to have these two go one on one at like Mania or I mean I I, Absolutely. I I can't see anywhere else you could not do yeah a Jimmy Night versus one. Jay Uso yeah Night One Main, main event. event Jimmy versus Jay yep and then the next night it's gonna be you know Roman, Roman and Cody. versus it's yeah. gonna be Roman and Cody yeah it's gotta mm-hmm. be Roman and Cody it's yeah. already been like. All pretty much confirmed that The Rock is not going to be available for yep. WrestleMania. Uh, was it forty? WrestleMania forty. Uh, so I mean, yeah, this would be. I, I could see, and they've they've expressed interest in doing that too. Like they right. years ago, they've had they have an interview where like we you know what's your ultimate goal, and it'll, it's Jimmy versus Jay at WrestleMania. You know, but then, they're good at playing the long game with all of this stuff. Oh, of they you they know are. they they sprinkle that in, and then years and years and years go by, and you know Roman's off TV, and now they hear this opportunity to to rekindle that exact thing i mean yeah it would be huge oh it'd be great and it would fit right with the direction of what everybody would want it's it's you've got jimmy and jay good versus evil and then cody and roman good versus evil you got jimmy and or jay and cody they're like buddying up right now because they i mean they had the tag titles and you have obviously bloodline jimmy and roman it's like i mean it's perfect it fits in so well it does um but we did see end up losing the titles to the judgment day that was very interesting i think this is going to have something to do with the bloodline as well i think that because we've had little tidbits of Rhea talking to roman talking to this person about the bloodline having them kind of interacting a couple times with judgment day i think we could see something develop between these two factions Like, like a friendship or i think at first yeah, it's definitely going to be a, a one-on-one as far as Judgment Day versus Bloodline. Well, I think it's I think it's, it's going to start off way. as you know, you wash my hands, I'll wash yours. You pat my back, I'll yeah. pat, your, pat until... yours until something doesn't <laughs> yeah. work out. You know, somebody Roman, crosses the line. Yeah, Roman turns his back when Damian Priest is getting his ass whooped because well, it's not my fight. It's not what you you know, right. wanted me to do. That wasn't what I not was not my there priority. For. Not, not the tribal's chief, tribal chief's problem, right? You know, it's it, that's Judgment Day issues. That's not Tribal Chiefs issues. Well, it could be a good thing. It keeps Raw and SmackDown a cohesive story as well. If you do something like that, well, it's which fu- doesn't happen a lot, you know, it's usually just Raw strictly storyline, SmackDown strictly storylines. Mm-hmm. You do something like that, now you're actually bringing the storylines together in a sense. Well, it's funny you bring that up because they also had that segment with Adam Pierce and Nick Aldis this mm-hmm. week. Yes, where the uh, Jimmy and Jay. I mean, they were both individuals that interacted with the other brand that they weren't allowed to be on, and Nick Aldis had Jay thrown out of the building, and when. Uh, Adam Pierce came to approach him and was talking to him. He's like, well, fine. You got thrown out, too. Yeah. And a $10,000 fine for Jay. Yep. I, 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 I know it. it's been a while since we had brand warfare. Well, he said this is war. He did say this is war. And I think Adam Pierce, I think that this could lead to a Judgment Day versus Bloodline at a War Games type event where you've got the five versus five. I mean, there's. You'd have to make some modifications because it's not a full five versus five, but I'm sure you can bring in Cody Rhodes. You could bring in, you know, whoever else to to fuel the other one or sure. two individuals. Sure, it's WWE. We'll find out. a we'll find a person. Or even it might not be a war games. It might, but I I feel like you're gonna have some Judgment Day versus Bloodline storyline mm-hmm. coming up in the next maybe the lead up to WrestleMania, made up and maybe after WrestleMania. We were right. just talking about how they're kind of intertwining. I think that it would be. The two biggest factions they've been able to put together and mm-hmm. got to give WWE props. They ran uh, Judgment Day absolutely perfect and built these these four up so well. They've done a great job because at one point it seemed like they weren't going to be able to do anything with them around the time that Edge was leaving. And mm-hmm. there wasn't a lot behind it, but they built them up and given them these belts and given them these stories and these interactions and making you hate Dom and making you love Rhea. And it just... I think a lot of that came, came natural, though. Yeah. Especially the hating Dom and, the, and you know, the way that Rhea carries herself. Uh-huh. But they, I, they ran with it. I do love that they, they did this. They were able to do this, like, on that that edge of 
Finn Balor being one of those individuals to where it's like, okay, what are we doing with Finn? Like, what are we like? He's not in a championship scope. Like he wants, he had, cause he was the inaugural, uh, WWE heavyweight champion, uh, got injured by Seth Rollins was right. out for that year. That buckle and it, bomb. And it felt like when he came back and didn't get that belt again from, from Seth, that it what it just slowed him down tremendously. It did. It really he, did. They then put in same thing with Damian Priest. He was just kind of a he was fresh off as NXT with Mercedes or uh, uh, not Mercedes Martinez, um, Punishment Martinez. Oh, okay. Yeah. They just brought him into the main roster and they just could not find a fit with him. Dom was embroiled with uh, with Rey Mysterio, which made sense. And then you had Rhea Ripley, who was just like slowly getting into the fold. And it felt like they picked all four of these guys and girl and stuck them in this group at such a crucial time. And, and Adam Copeland's brought it up that they, he, they fast forward a full year of storyline because they're not, they realized they weren't going to be able to get these guys over by the, by in, in 12 months time. So they did it right then and there and they did a perfect job and they've built this faction into like one of the best, like factions they've made in the past couple of years. Same. Thing oh with yeah, bloodline. absolutely. Same I thing agree. with the bloodline. They, they, the hype on these guys are great and it's just, it's so good. And it's so natural. It got put together so well without right. it It's not forced. forced yeah, right, exactly. Right. And while we're on the subject of Judgment Day, we have to talk about Rhea Ripley, who has set up actually probably one of the most interesting matches of Crown Jewel. Right. New, usually Crown Jewel is one of those, uh, I, it's, I think, a filler kind of pay-per-view, a premium live event, excuse me. Right. Uh, I'm really excited about the matches that they have going on, but what they're doing with the women's division is very interesting. Rhea Ripley had a match this week with Shayna Baszler. Um, honestly, it was great. Right. But the back and forth between them was was really interesting. Well, it's good um, to see. First off, it's good to see Shayna's in the you know the world title picture. I know it's you know obviously I don't think anybody expected if this was a clean match that she was going to win one on one with with Rhea on a SmackDown. Sure. But you know, or I'm sorry, on a Raw. I don't even think it was a title match. It was. Oh, it, it was? was okay. Um, but at, at the same time, you know, it's it's just good to see that they they're bringing more talent into the fold. It's not just the same old people. Well, especially after everything with Ronda Rousey, it just makes right. sense to push her. And that was one of the things Ronda wanted to do was when she wanted to give Shayna that push over the edge. Like you beat Ronda Rousey, you right. beat one of the. And I know whether you love her or hate her, she was one of the most more prolific women's champions in WWE sure. in the past like five years, just because of her her status before she came to right. WWE. I mean, she did a great job, like I said, going back and forth with Rhea Ripley until mm-hmm. Nia Jax broke it up. Oh yeah, Nia Jax came down. Uh, she ended up getting attacked before she could stop the match by Raquel Rodriguez, who was taking revenge from, I think, about two weeks ago when she got attacked by Nia Jax, uh, when Nia Jax was just going around killing everybody. Uh, she ended up getting the, to- the the upper hand on Raquel, and uh, Zoe Starks jumped from the crowd onto Nia Jax. Again, another individual that was attacked by Nia Jax a few weeks ago in her one of her singles matches, and it just turned into an all-out five-woman brawl. Uh, Shayna started fighting. Rhea Ripley started fighting, wanted to beat up Nia Jax, but Shayna wanted to beat up, beat up Nia Jax, so Shayna beat up. It was an absolute shit show. It was just <laughs> everybody was mad at everybody. Lots of cat screeching, and it set up a five-women championship match at uh, WWE Crown Jewel uh, in two weeks that will be happening. Yes. Um, I, I like these matches, you know, just because you do see a lot of talent get put on a single match. And I think that is what they're doing. They're trying to stack uh, Crown Jewel with maybe not storyline heavy matches, but right. definitely matches that are, oh, I would watch that. You know, a, oh, five, a five women's match with Rhea Ripley, yeah. you know, in a women's championship match at, at a premium live event right. is like one of those like, OK, that's that's a pretty hefty, hefty match. It is. Like, and you can have it be spot heavy because you have five people there. So, you know, people can go back and forth and take a lot of breaks in between. Right. I don't know. I'm really excited about that. Yeah, it's it's surprising. It's, you know, with them going to Saudi Arabia, it's always interesting, the women's matches and how they how much they perform and what they do. Uh, it's a different culture out there. I'm not. I won't, I won't get into the politics of right. nothing, but it's just interesting to see how the women are able to still flourish in an environment that isn't as accepting to what yeah. they're performing, especially but with it, five women in one match. Right, right. But it's funny because when you go out there and the and the the events go on, the premium live events start, and it's the women's match. People go absolutely nuts. For they do. The, it's it's it, all of what I'm saying right now. You could watch this match and be like, "What is?" 
I don't see what he's talking about, you know? So it's crazy that that they do that, but they they do. They they come out there, people go absolutely nuts for like the top tier women's wrestlers. And if we're going to talk top tier, I mean, we're talking already Roman Reigns, who's, you know, one of the most legendary top dog top dog <laughs> Roman Reigns is like one of the biggest le- most legendary champions of of the past 20 25 years um but shooting way up to the top of that pile your boy LA Knight yeah who's more over than him I mean he nobody's more over than LA Knight <laughs> right now I just I, he's so over I just absolutely peaked the levels on our on our volume I mean, even though it felt like this is the direction that they were going to go, or at least they were teasing that this is the right direction they were going to go. go. Yeah, for sure. When they actually announced that this was going to happen, like straight up full body chills. Oh, yeah. This is going to be fantastic. Shoes of a champion, baby. Shoes of a champion. Did I say shoes of a champion? Uh, What do you what do you think they're doing with this? Oh, there's no way. There's no way he's going to win. Yeah, there's no no. They're not going to end. They're not. I don't. I can't see them ending Roman Reigns' streak at Crown Jewel. I also can't see them ending the streak to L.A. Night. As right. much as I, at least the first go. As much as I will be chanting, yeah. As much as I will be <laughs> like the entire time going, yes, that was three. This is bullshit. Roman is down. That's done. End right. of the era. He is the new, you know, tribal knight. Like I'm like. <laughs> I, I like the entire time I'm going to be that I'm going to be that sports fan that I'm like, I know my team has no chance, but I'm I, I'm going to be in it to win it. I am going for L.A. Night 100 percent. My choices when we make picks and predictions, it's going to be L.A. Night because right. I want that energy because I want him to win. But there's no there's no chance. There's uh, like no I said, chance not the first go around. OK, so here's a question for you, then. Who's going to take Roman's belt? I'm sure I've asked it in the recent recent months or the way things are going what do you think if i had to pick i think the only person right now that makes sense if it wasn't la night on only because he's poised to be next in line to win it if it wasn't la night and it probably won't be la night i mean i think the only logical one that makes sense that will make the majority of wwe fans happy is cody Rhodes. agreed like i can't see Again, the only other exception would be like The Rock. Well, I mean, I'm just going to stir the pot because it's just fun. Mm-hmm. And this is what I would like to see if I were able to write the script, which God knows I'm not able to write the script. Right. Gunther does lose his belt mm, okay. to well, Chad Gable. Uh, Chad see, Gable finally a- gets the opportunity to be the United States or the Intercontinental champion See, i wasn't i wasn't thinking Beautiful that because i wasn't him. considering individuals that already had a strap and yeah I mean, i'm just saying that's now, that's gunther, what i would like to if see. gunther was in the mix and he was like hey i want that belt oh 100 i could see him and cody rhodes having an absolute slobber knocker for a number one contenders match right with that being said though i still think cody rhodes is the only thing that you can do in this position. It just, I guess it just depends. I mean, you've also had a heel holding onto this belt for three years. He didn't start as a putting, heel. I uh, know. He he's a not fresh, always a heel. A fresh face on as, oh, the, as the belt, as the white champion. hot baby face yeah. Cody Rhodes would be nothing more perfect. Mm-hmm. But again, I could 100% see Gunther taking that belt. Oh, for sure. In a, in a, in a build up and doing it right. I could see them putting Gunther versus Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. That it would be a worthy WrestleMania main event, night right. two, night one, right. whatever night, don't, both nights. He's a great intercontinental champion, don't get me wrong, but he beat that record and he could totally hold down something like that. Right. Imperium being at the top. Oh, I mean, well, we're, if we're going to be on that topic, we're going to be on that talk about topic. Now, he did have a match against Bronson Reed this week. He did. Uh, and it was a really good match I for the intercontinental it. title. Uh, who do you think could take? I know you said Chad Gable. Yeah, I know you said Chad Gable. But as of right now, Chad Gable has not been on the winning side, and unless something like a uh, a ladder match or a Money in the Bank or something of that like type of nature happens, uh-huh. Ch- Chad Gable's not winning. So who who's gonna dethrone Gunther? Who's gonna give Gunther the opportunity? Who's um, gonna make Gunther available to the industry by okay. taking his belt? I'm just gonna throw out a random name that has just came to mind. Okay. And this could be a great opportunity to just put over somebody who could use it. 
who doesn't necessarily, if you know their history in WWE, they don't need something like this. But no, they, as are, they already fired character, Dol- Dolph Ziggler. He can't, he can't I do know. it. No, I would have picked him. I swear, I would have picked him. <laughs> <laughs> or Mustafa Ali, but right. I can't pick that either. Um, Tommaso Ciampa. Okay. It would I, be a good way to just put somebody over and be like, God, wow. that would be a good we, title match. It'd be a great I title they, match. I, I believe they had one. Um, I believe they I, I don't know. Either way, I know they. I but, know they wrestled. Night, but yeah, as you know a, that dynamic, and it'd be like, wow, we really have to take this guy seriously. Yeah, as like a high profile, like yeah. pre- premium live event, like where you know the belts like in jeopardy. Oh uh-huh. yeah, I could see. I could see champion. He could be. A, he'd be a great champion. He would in, in WWE. He's I mean, great he, on the mic. He is a great professional. I mean, he looks great. Oh, too. he looks He's got a part. He looks like an, he can look like an absolute psychopath. But you trim that beard down a little bit, he could look like an absolute like unit of a man mm-hmm. i mean he already does but you know you could you could put it both way to where he had because he had that like shtick with, with the miz where he was kind of loopy a little bit yeah and, you know then he kind of snapped back into it and he's right. back to more of that diy like i gotta like fight 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 you gotta, exactly you know, do it on my own you know i, I can kinda, see that 100%, i like that 100%. uh the only other person i can think of i guess would be um um xavier woods you know they've talked about that he right. hasn't had that belt uh, he had a really good match with Gunther. I don't even know how long couple it's weeks been. Ago. A couple, yeah. uh, maybe a month or a couple yeah, months when ago. They made, they made their rounds through uh, Imperium. That could be really fun too. Put the New Day back on the spot. Put Xavier over, who is definitely championship material. Yeah, Again, it, great on the mic. See, it'd be good to see the New Day back in the uh, limelight a yeah, little bit Yeah, so there's definitely potential there. Not just wrestling there. Vikings and getting hurt all the time. Yeah, well, I mean... <laughs> Well, half of that they can't help. skip me with them with them Viking <laughs> rules matches. I mean, they're just they're just no rules mat or no DQ matches with just a bunch of Viking paraphernalia around the ring. <laughs> also, bloodline related, uh, another match that was set up just randomly. John Cena comes out to the ring and Sad announces it's as been fuck. what t- at this point two thousand and four days since it he's was, won a it match. It was uh, as of SmackDown. It was two thousand and two days since John Cena has had a televised win that's a long time and he was all sad and it's kind of funny and you know we'll talk about it a little bit later but he did reference you know there's been a lot of talk about retiring this week Mm -hmm. and that was oh we're not piggybacking off of anybody else no no not at all not at all um, but yeah, Cena came out and said, you know what, and had like this, this like ominous, like, oh man, is he really talking about retiring? Is this it? Is Cena done? And of course, you know, he'd never give up. You know, I, you know, I believe in you if you believe in me. And he says, I'm going to challenge anybody. The next person that comes through the curtain, such a baby face or, thing to say. Yeah. The, the next person that's stupid enough to come through the curtain at a match for crown jewel and solo Sokoa comes running out. Never could have picked that in a million years. Like it. I'm, I'm interested in it. You've got John Cena, who's one of the greatest, uh, WWE superstars mm-hmm. of all time. Knows how to put people over. And you have a, an individual that could potentially be just as hot, just as well-renowned and just as good. Oh, he'll be and a world he's champion. Already, he's day. already got, he's already hot as hell right now yeah. with the crowd. Everybody loves solo. Everybody loves, I love solo. He, and just, he fit in so well. It's hard to believe he hasn't been on the roster. For, I know. You From know, the minute he a, showed what, up, a year and a half, the minute he showed up and he's never, his character's never cracked. He's been the same, uh-uh. you know, just stern, never yep. smiles. Honestly, like, that's another potential again that I've brought up quite a bit. I mean, that could be the person to take, Roman's belt too is solo. I mean, that was like a that was a rumor for a little bit because they were having some animosity between the two mm-hmm. of them every once in a while. And again, I, I love these little seeds they always add. Of course, you can always come back to it. You know what I mean? You can always bring this old. Remember that time you bumped shoulders with me? Yeah, you didn't I do. apologize. I yeah. remember. Do you remember that time you did? And you can just fuel off that. I mean, exactly. Sammy, Sammy Zayn does that a exactly. lot. He just brings up things and, and amasses them together. Exactly. You know? But then the wise man has to go over with Solo when he wins the belt. Oh, of course. He just of course. does the, 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 the typical man, wise man swerve. And the just... wise man's a, he's a wise man for a reason. Like he's looking, he's going where the money is. Yeah, that's why he followed Brock Lesnar for so long. Yep. And then when he knew Brock Lesnar was backing out of the game, he changed stables and went back over to the bloodline. Oh, my my tribal chief. Yes, tribal chief. There's no <laughs> one better than the tribal chief because the tribal chief gets the paycheck signed. And Paul Heyman is money. Paul Heyman is money. While we're on the topic of Paul's. Paul. We're talking about Paul Bunyan? Paul Bunyan. Paul Bunyan had a big blue ox. Was that Paul Bunyan? I don't know. I, don't I was going to say Logan Paul. Does he have a big blue ox? I really don't pay attention to He's got a Charizard what... Pokemon card around his neck. He apparently paid millions of dollars for that. 
You know what's Can funny? Can you explain that to me? I used to have that same goddamn Pokemon card, and 100%, I don't know what I did with it. <laughs> like, it's I not hope like, it's not your mom's it's house. Not, it's, no, no, no. I know it's like it went missing when I was a kid. It wasn't oh, like I, I lost it years later. Like, it's not even like a flex. Like, oh, I've had that before. Like, it's not a flex. It's like, a, <laughs> how stupid. Why would you pay a million dollars for a card? Right. What if that was your card? If that was my card, then I think, oh, man, I got to get a hold of a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> he's already got enough he's got enough lawyer money tied up in that prime lawsuit yeah. so i mean I feel yeah like I exactly could, I could this sneak is a good in, time i could sneak in the cracks and be like give yeah. me a goddamn pokemon card uh, um, he had an yeah, awful Logan. back and forth with ray mysterio in the in the ring yeah this week yeah and um i i his can't, promos are so weak i'll say it i never I'm, try to hate i'm gonna say it and yeah, they have a match at uh crown jewel between logan paul and ray mysterio uh, which was weird because not sure why. Number one, they they promoted like four days before SmackDown. Logan Paul has something to say to Rey Mysterio, so everybody in the world went, "Oh, he's challenging for the United States title." Well, yeah. They promoted it the entire show, and then they sh- they finally got to the segment, and they're like, "Oh, um, Logan Paul calls out Rey Mysterio next," and we're all like, "Yeah, for the U.S. title, right?" And then he came out and made it seem like he wasn't going to call out Rey Mysterio right. for the United States title and then perceived or proceeded to then call out Rey Mysterio for the United States title. So we had like about 30 minutes of my life taken away because I knew <laughs> from the graphic that they tweeted out five days prior, four right. days prior. If you've been rest- watching wrestling for two weeks, you know that if you call out yeah. the champion, it's because you want their belt. And he's going to get the belt. Like, I can't see them not giving Logan Paul about high. Like, do you want to put nuclear heat, nuclear heat on a, on a guy? Right. Give him the belt he doesn't deserve. God, he needs some help with his promos. Exhibit A, David Arquette and WCW in the 90s. Well, Give the guy a belt yeah. and watch people go, this is bullshit. Fuck that guy. Right. But you want Tune that heat. Tune in and say it. But you want that <laughs> heat on a professional wrestler. Right. And, I mean... Logan Paul's about as close to a professional wrestler right now in the WWE as anybody else, so I mean it makes sense. Yeah, I don't know. Plus this is going to so, be an interesting he's match. He's so good at being a heel. He is. He is again. Definitely needs some work. But and tell me who else can who can who else can take a loss like this to a Logan Paul right now? Oh, it, right the Mysterio, guy who's been doing it, it for thirty years. It doesn't matter. Exactly. He can make him look good. Yeah, he could lose this belt to fucking Serpentico. And Rey Mysterio still look good on the other What? Arm. Why are you trying to talk down about Snake Man? I'm not trying to talk down Snake Man. Snake Man <laughs> deserves the United States title. He's just he in the does? wrong. He's just in the wrong. He's in the wrong company. Ah, shout out to Serpentico. Serpentico, Bendejo. That's not. A, I'm not using Spanish swear no, words. That's that's, that's that's there's two wrestlers. There's Serpentico. Yep, in AEW. Ben Dejo. Yes. In AEW. He's also in AEW. He's more usually. He's usually on ROH. We saw him. Saw yep. his debut match. Yep. Good guy. Great guy. Great facial structure. Yes. Nice beard. Nice beard. Um, so, yeah, we're going to have Logan Paul versus Mysterio <laughs> for the U.S. title at Crown Jewel. Um, and I, they haven't said anything yet, but they've already got one women's title on the line. Uh, but maybe we'll see another one come announced the next week or two. Uh, Bianca Belair ended up making a surprise return to SmackDown last or two nights ago. She did uh, after what was one of the best matches, women's matches in WWE in a oh, really yeah. long time. Yeah, oh, by Sky the way, Charlotte good props to both, both AEW and WWE allowing to have uh, women's matches for the main event of two of their shows. Great job. Yeah, that was awesome. SmackDown ended with a women's title match, and then Rampage ended with a women's title match as right. well. Well, it wasn't a title match. It was oh, it wasn't. Ruby Soho and Sky Blue. Oh, okay. But still. For a title match. For a title match. But Bianca Belair makes her surprise return, ends up helping uh, Charlotte Flair after her loss to EO Sky and Damage Control attacking her after the bell. Uh, so we, you never know. You might We might see another three, four-way title match at uh crown jewel for the other women's championship belt that i can't remember the name of it right now but i'd see that i'd i'd see bianca belair charlotte flair eo sky and bailey in okay. a four-way match it could be a tag team match you know how they like to do that right right charlotte and bianca versus bailey and eo right i mean yeah either either way i could see them doing it like manifesting another they've got to be another match i think there's only Five on the card. I mean, actually, you know what? Now that's been about the average for WWE. In yeah, they haven't had events. a whole lot. So I guess I mean, you could see another one. You could not see one. Who knows? 
but Raw this week, we're going to have, well, tonight, by the time everybody's listening to us, we have uh, Drew McIntyre will be taking on Sami Zayn. Becky Lynch and Indy Hartwell will be in the NXT Women's Championship match. Uh, the New Day will be no longer fighting a couple of Vikings, although I have a weird feeling they'll end up show up uh, as they're taking on Alpha Academy. Jay Uso will be taking on Damian Priest. Johnny Gargano will be taking on Giovanni Vinci. Uh, Logan Paul will return to Raw, and the Judgment Day is set to celebrate their new tag team title wins. Uh, so there's plenty of meat left on that bone for the next two weeks. I'm sure they could pop that five to a six match in Crown Jewel, and nobody would bat an eye. Yep. There's a lot of things they could put out there, but it's a lot of money flying people out there. Plus, you have to have your your stars out of town for practically a whole week because it's not like they can go to SmackDown and then they get on the plane and they're on the paper or the premium live event at one o'clock in the afternoon on a Saturday. Right. Which, oh, I love the one o'clock. I in the really do. Once. I kind of got spoiled with it. So hopefully maybe we'll see another one because they usually, when they do do these ground jewel matches, uh, they usually go all out with them. Uh, so I would love to see another women's match added onto it, but I digress <laughs> back over to the other side of the pond. <laughs> AEW. We are talking Jay White and MJF, Adam Cole, Roderick Strong, and funny enough, Wardlow. Yes, they're all connected in one way or another, and that person being the devil himself. The devil. Well, it's Maxwell not Maxwell Jacob. Friedman. It might not. I mean, yes, but it might not be technically Maxwell Jacob Friedman that is gluing all of these people together. Obviously, Wardlow has beef with MJF, uh, but. Jay White has been running beef with MJF because he was, a t- I mean, they kind of went back and forth with some words and then Jay White was attacked from behind by five head to toe outfit in all blacked out, you know, and got attacked. And one guy was wearing MJF's devil mask. And this was right after Adam Cole got hurt. This is right after MJF was talking shit right. with Jay White. Now, now MJF says... That somebody stole his mask. Yeah, he has not nothing him. to do with it. He's he's a scumbag, but he is our scumbag. Right. This is true. Now, it doesn't mean, look like him. If you go back and rewatch it, which we did, and, you know, anything could happen here. I, I've said to Mark in our own time away from this that, you know, they could always have somebody do the video. I mean, the mystery, and then they could the mystery have, GM was uh, Hornswoggle, so... <laughs> Anything's possible. You could do a switch and it not be the same person that did the the actual video itself of, you know, standing there after, uh, like you said, Jay White gets It was him, Austin. It was him all along. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, like you said, we do have that Jay White slash MJF. uh, But also, Jay White has MJF's belt. That is... No, MJF is trying to get Jay White's belt. Are we doing this? Guns up, baby. Guns up. Are we doing this? What? He lost this he, Christian Cage. He, he lost his belt. Luchasaurus shit he all over again. His, Jay White has been holding he, how that How did belt. he lose it? Well, he lost it because Jay White stole it. Jay White got the belt fair and square. That's the fair and That's square. That's your AEW champion right there. <laughs> Bullshit. Guns up, baby. Guns check, up. Check the AEW website right now and tell me if Tony it says. Tony Khan is a fucking mark. Even MJF <laughs> has said it. He, he won't apologized. Admit. He won't admit it. He wrote a contract and now he won't back <laughs> he out apologized. of it now that MJF is no longer the champion. Hey, 2024. Bidding Guns war. up, baby. Guns up. Well, bang, bang. As we said before, lots of layers when it comes to the MJF lasagna. Uh, one the layer MJF being lasagna. One layer being Adam Cole, ricotta. baby. Piccata. Ricotta. Oh, you ricotta. ricotta. In your, what do you put in your lasagna? Well, I put ricotta, mozzarella. Ricotta, mozzarella. She goes to fucking Italy for 10 days, and now she comes home and thinks she... She, <laughs> the she, she was buying fucking pasta from Walmart, and she's like, is this Italian enough? It was good. It's it decent. Was very good. It was really but good. But man, pasta. when you have Italian pasta, you do get spoiled. Let's I know. be real. And then you come back to where we live and it's Walmart special. Yeah. Whatever, it's not the same. It's whatever not Jerry same. picks out for us. Whatever Jerry gets. Um, again, back to the lasagna that is MJF. Uh, Adam Cole has quite a thick layer in the MJF lasagna as he is best bro, brochachos, rather, right. with MJF. Um, but, you know, things have been a little bit difficult with their, their bromance as Roderick Strong has really been. Uh, he's been he's been a needy little bitch, strong and very needy. He's been and, a needy little bitch. Like, uh, he, he, he's I don't know really why the like kingdom the can't girlfriend. help. You know, the kingdom, the kingdom are there is too. helping. How, doing what? Being next strong. Eating peanut butter and jellies. They're being next. No, not that shit that he made. That looks disgusting. That looked, it looked gross, no matter what it was. That jelly was not good. No, the kingdom has been been there for him. They have been next yeah. strong. Shouldn't Mike, they, Mike be with his kids? They, 
Not when you have somebody who's in need. When a friend is in need, you do whatever you need for him. Something Adam Cole really needs to learn. I think he did everything he could. He made that disgusting peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And then, <laughs> he left. And then abandoned his friends that's, that's, to that go was get the right ankle move. surgery. That was the right move. What about Roderick Strong's neck? I don't know. He's committed He's to the gimmick. I'll give you that. Who, Adam Cole? What, being an no, asshole Roderick. friend? Yeah, he is. He only showed up for a few minutes, or not even a few minutes, a few seconds when Rod- when Roderick Strong was in the hospital. Yep, and if he wouldn't have left, he wouldn't have broke his, his ankle. Well, whose fault is that? I guess Adam's. If he wouldn't have left, you're right. <laughs> you're right. He's a terrible friend, and he, should, he needs to make better decisions. <laughs> but we have Jay White will be taking on MJF at uh, Full Gear on November 14th uh, for apparently so. I don't think that's right. Yeah, it is. November 14th? I think it's the 18th. All right, so maybe it is the 18th, but on <laughs> November 18th, we're going to have Jay White taking on MJF so that MJF can finally stop squawking about whether it's his belt or not, because it's not his belt. It's it's just, it's going to be a good match. Oh, it's going to be great. Uh, we also have, this week we had Kyle Fletcher challenging Kenny Omega to a match. I didn't see this Never one had coming. a singles match before. Never had a singles match against Kenny Omega before. And they did not disappoint. They no, definitely no. Kyle brought Fletcher that, held his own. They definitely brought that Japanese style wrestling mm-hmm. to this, and very fast paced, very hard hitting. They had that segment with that god awful Don Callis. Yeah. I will play the heel occasionally with some of the storyline stuff, but there's no way in hell I'm supporting that goddamn worm Don Callis. <laughs> um, Scum of the earth. Kyle Fletcher uh, didn't take kindly to some of the words that they were speaking of him and was like well let me prove it to you and put on a hell of a match with Kenny yeah. Omega and did sh- not win did not win short of getting uh absolutely his his rocks jumbled by a not a muscle buster like one winged angel yeah <laughs> um if he wouldn't have been hit with that with that I'm sure he would have been able to pull out the win but great performance and good to see that Kyle Fletcher's not just a tag team wrestler it's great to see that he's also a he can thrive in a singles competition absolutely especially with somebody like kenny omega although right, yeah in in kyle fletcher's defense kenny omega also made a 12 year old girl look good in a match and of course <laughs> yoshihiku it, i mean it granted that could just be yoshihiku it but, is 1000 percent yoshihiku you know uh yoshihiku just actually had a match with the chris uh chris brooks uh, and baka gaijan uh if you are into weird wrestlers weird british wrestlers in japan wrestling in a small sake bar mm-hmm. at like one Chris o'clock Brooks in the morning uh baka gaijan on youtube <laughs> they've come out with i think eight episodes and it is the most fun that i've ever watched at 5 30 in the morning while i'm at work it'll make your cheeks hurt you're laughing so hard it's 100 so they have death worm uh, death if you worm. don't know Maki Ito was was on it like Maki right. Ito, you're gonna have Maki Ito, death worm and chris brooks all on the same like, promotion like, like bar floor wow. wrestling around i mean what's no what's, ring what's the what, I mean, what's the area probably like eight foot by four foot wide yeah. and it's just riddle just with women, women. <laughs> cute, cute japanese women with their phones up every they time chris brooks chris out brooks. there do you buy do you blame him no blonde haired british guy with blue eyes into punk rock right chris brooks right he's got my heart <laughs> Uh, but, so that was a great match, Kyle Fletcher and Kenny Omega. We're going all. Yeah. Can you tell we haven't done a podcast we together in a month? Hey, while we're doing a pod, while we're doing a podcast, while we're, we're doing on, a podcast, we're on a random tangent. I forgot to say, and I want to take the moment. Thank you, Wrestling and Coffee, for checking on us, for checking on. Mark. Yes, thank you for anybody who checked on us, but definitely really Wrestling and Coffee. Really appreciate that. Double, did the uh, double check in our DMs to make sure I was doing yeah, okay, slid, make sure we were doing all right. Right into our DMs, um, making sure Mark's doing. Well. I had a, I had a thank myriad you. of different medical issues. Nothing serious. It was all just temporary stuff. It was it was back issues. It was kidney issues. I am one hundred percent a okay. Thank you for anybody who sent any good words towards us. Really do appreciate it. Uh, you know, we do this podcast is really just kind of something that Jamie and I have fun doing. We don't really get wrapped around the numbers too too much. We like watching them go up for sure because it's always nice to interact with other individuals. But it's definitely cool to see you guys actually seeming like you give, give a, a shit, shit about yeah. individuals really that you nice. don't know other than through an audio platform yeah. and a twitter profile so and, thanks friends we appreciate you know, that really appreciate that but yeah wrestling and coffee big ups my dude like i really appreciate you checking on on us and making sure i'm not six feet underground yeah. it's gonna take a hell of a lot nice more than what what i had to go through to to make me stop doing this podcast so well hey while we're talking about friends friends our good friend had a promo or two or three as he told us, he, he was very, very, very nice. Very nice. Very, nice. very evil. And he's very, very, nice. very close to coming back. Dan very Housen. Very evil. 
If you don't enjoy Danhausen, I don't enjoy you. Goofy wrestling for life. He Love should be Dan back Housen. soon. He's been out for he's been over a year now because he, he injured. A, he, it was he, on he, on Halloween, if I remember right. Nope, he, that was the leg. That was the broken. Oh, that's right. He robotic leg. He 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 pulled yep. a Cody. Yeah, tore his pack because Cody Rhodes left for WWE. So somebody had to fill his boots. Yeah. Um, Danhausen uh, getting promos on TV. Uh, really good. I love it. Can't wait to see what happens. I, I'm like spooked now because every time somebody gets you're, close you're to the, the bottom of the ring, I'm like, oh, Dan Housen's going to come out. <laughs> I know. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Like, well, he's made, he's like a, made a couple of appearances. Like he's popped out from underneath the ring, but not right. in a, not in any other than just a, oh, that's Dan Housen kind of effect. Right. You never know when you're going to find Dan Housen under the ring. So uh, you never know when Dan Housen's going to be under your bed. I feel like that's what, the, I feel like that's what the boogeyman looks like. Yeah, not like in- <laughs> not like creepy, like I'm going to kill you. You're just like, what the hell? <laughs> Jeez. Now, it is that time of the year, uh, just so everybody knows. It's spoopy time. It is spoopy time, thus meaning it is time for the Dynamite. Uh, Dynamite Dozen Battle Royale, Dynamite, is that what it's called? Dyn- no, the Diamond Dozen Battle Royale. Okay. It is for the... Diamond, the Dynamite Diamond Ring that MJF has won four years in a row. He won the inaugural one, and he has he has defended one every year since. He has defended his title or his ring every year, and every year they have this Diamond Dozen Diamond Dozen Battle Royale where you get twelve participants. The one who wins gains a tie, or a shot against whoever has the ring, who has been MJF for the past four years, in a singles competition. Is this and, where Wardlow's going to come in? Well, Ward, no, because Wardlow didn't win. No, he didn't win. But as oh, we talked about before, he's really over. holding a grudge, and that ring has really been a huge part of Wardlow and MJF's that is story. True. Yeah, because we actually that's got to what, see a big part of it at Revolution that's right, two that's years right, ago. When Wardlow forgot the ring. Right. That is right. right when he finally turned his back CM on MJF. Punk. And yep, gave CM Punk the win over. That was the dog collar match. Yes, it was. Oh, that was such a good match. We were there for that, and I brag about that all the time. That was great. CM Punk, what have you, you done? You did us wrong, but wow, that was a great match. But we had a few participants here in the Diamond Dozen Battle Royal that uh, we kind of had an inkling that they might win. Uh, you obviously had Dustin Rhodes was the first one to announce that he was going to be in it, and I feel like he was just. One of those ones we put up to the po- top of the pile because he's he's definitely on his last hurrah, uh, his sure. twilight years of his career. So we could see him getting some higher profile matches like this. Um, obviously, uh, Juice Robinson. Uh, he's been with, talking about he's it. Been with talking the, trash. The, the, the and they TJ Maxx ring he's got. They're gonna yep. They're gonna pawn off uh, his, the diamond ring once Juice wins it, uh, and then you also have Max Caster. Who's kind of a out of left field? If you don't under if you don't follow both of them on Twitter, uh, Max Caster ends up being very provocative with some of the uh, tweets that he tweets towards MJF, like they're best friends, like they're you know much closer than they really are. And he's gone on record of saying you know that they train together, that they've come up together through the the whole wrestling system through the Indies. He's known them for a few for a long time. So I mean, there's some truth to it, but they've they're really been playing into it to where Max is is really kind of like yo, get away from me, you're weird, and I'm sorry, Maxwell Jacob Friedman is correct, that. but then Max Caster's like, no, no, we're friends, we're friends. He's trying to offer his services, yeah, claim services. They, you know, um, the three of us will help you, if right, you need right. It. And his whole thing was, I'm gonna win this, and I'm gonna I'm gonna finally be able to give Max a ring, which it's like, well, he already has the ring. Uh, but it came down to these er, to, to. Well, he wanted a ring from MJF. That's right. That's what it was. I'm right. sorry, I got my words mixed yeah, up. Yeah, Max wanted the ring from MJF because you know he's a little flirty with MJF. Right, right. And also got to point out uh, MJF coming down and paying Dustin Rhodes to. Was it low blow? It, I think it was either to juice? eliminate Juice or to try to eliminate Juice or just kick him in the nards because yeah. he did. He turned around and he just he just kicked him right in the wiener. Just absolutely like and and took like it was probably like 150 bucks and stuffed it in his, his little outfit and right. just kicked him right in the He didn't even he wasn't even shy about it. Didn't, he showed yeah. it off to the camera and then yep. yeah, yep. like he just, said. MJF came down, whispered something in his ear, and Dustin's like, Yeah, sure, why not? It was Beep. fun. I liked it. It was it was a good little shit. Play into, you know, some gold dust or some old Dustin. Well, you like that scumbag, like I can't touch him in this match, but he can you can. I'll give you 150 bucks, kick, sure. kick his ass. Sure. Makes sense. It fits right into his character. Absolutely. So well, any of these guys really had potential, but honestly, wasn't wasn't ready for when Juice won. 
I I I was only not ready because I was expecting like number one with the amount of heat that Juice got with the promo with the quarters, right? Which they try to nix real real fast. They did, and I think that's a that's a topic for another day, so we won't get into that. Uh, but with the heat from that, and with Juice being not the top guy in uh, Bullet Club Gold. And with MJF feuding with Jay White, I was surprised that they gave him the win. I thought it was just more fuel for Juice to just be Juice, like how Juice antagonizes everything. Right. And makes, you know, everything's so flustered. And, you know, I'm I'm not mad at it, though. Oh, no. I'm, I'm really not mad not at it mad in the slightest. It. it should be a great match. And they're doing that, what, Dynamite this, uh, this coming week? I believe it's this week. Something that happened this week was Miro taking on Action and Dreddy, which I thought was honestly going to be like two minutes Squash match of the century at the absolute most uh cj perry uh formerly known as lana in wwe very has hot come very over flexible to, very hot very flexible uh miro's wife in real life has come over to aew and has said that she wants to take take on clients uh action and dreddy being the first one and miro says no she is a temptress she is here to squalor his his gains in the in the aew megasphere right she is She's she ruining that man. And he's going to start by fighting Action and Dreddy. By which, eliminating all of her prospects. Exactly. So, I mean, they had an awesome match. It was really yes. good. It went where you thought it was going to be game over, exactly like Miro ended up saying. That's not what happened. Action and Dreddy reversed it. Had a couple, I don't know, like mm-hmm. a minute maybe where I was like, oh, shit, is Action and mm-hmm. Dreddy about to win this? There was a, there was they about a couple to put times. him over that hard. But, I mean, Miro makes other people look good if he likes you. He's really good. Yeah, about if you making don't tear his, good. Tr- his bicep. Yeah, then then he'll hate you. Um, but yeah, he did, they did great. They, uh, Action Andretti came out of the came out looking like he was going to bowled over. Uh, Miro looking, I mean, uh, between the, the the difference between the two of them are just exponential. Day, yeah, for sure. Um, so it looked like originally it was going to be an absolute squash match. He was going to throw Action Andretti around. He might get a couple of forearms. Maybe I thought he was going to like, like a flip or two, and then you know, yeah, he, he was going to pile drive him and then game over him. I thought it done. was going to be like how Lance Archer brings out his opponent, kind of like kicks yep. him down the ramp. Like I thought it was going to be like, oh yeah, ass yeah. whooping right off the rip. And it was at first. Like Action Andretti <laughs> was being thrown around, but then he got a little bit of offense and got him off balance and there was a moment where uh he uh, Miro went to hit the game over it went to pull back and action was able to s- slip out of it flipped over and had him in a position that it was like a 2.9 and I both you and I like you could hear the gasp audibly <laughs> leaving our mouths when he when when they kicked out it was like oh my god I really for a moment we thought action and dreddy was going to get one over on Miro and it was the way they were selling it the way they were they were doing the match and telling the story. It felt like that was the right way to go. It looked like because Miro had just looked at CJ Perry and just like made Blue it. Or kiss. Yeah, like did like the I told you so kind of deal. And then immediately after that, Action Andretti got one up on Miro and really almost stole a, uh, stole a win. And if he would have won that it would have been one of those like, oh my God, she really is here to ruin. Right. And they even alluded to that. They even like were able to get that across without Miro getting the yeah. loss. Maybe but they go ahead. Maybe that's the slow burn that eventually it's gonna come down to Miro's gonna I have think, this huge championship match and CJ Perry's gonna going ruin with. it. I think that's what they're gonna go with is he he's he's I mean he's Miro. He's you're not gonna beat Miro, but what's the one weakness that Miro has and that's his hot flexible his wife. Hot, flexible wife. He's sent. He's mentioned it since the day he got into yep. AEW, and it's been so good. It, and now they're actually acting on it to where his hot, flexible wife is at ringside, and he it may be just a split second that he looks over and and catches her eye, but it's just enough for somebody to might be able to get to that roll up and get the most devastating move in all of professional wrestling and get the win. Right. And I love it. I I think they're doing great. They're and I I'm I'm I don't know who they're gonna like put up against Miro, but it's going to be an absolute, it's going to be great. Well, there also is something that develops a little bit later on, on collision about who CJ Perry's next opponent Mm -hmm. might be. But before we get into that, let's talk about this. Now, what was it? Nashville street fight. Nashville street fight. Jeff Jarrett. Tennessee street fight. I don't know. Yeah. uh, Tennessee street fight, right. uh, Between Eddie 
Kingston. I almost said Reyes. Shout out to Eddie Reyes. <laughs> Eddie Kingston and uh, Jeff Jarrett. If you would have said that 10 years ago to me that, you know, Jeff yeah. Jarrett's still going to be doing street fights, I'd be like, no way. Would have been like, who's Eddie and why is he wrestling <laughs> Jeff Jarrett? Um, this, I, I mean, it was, I wasn't sure what to look forward to or what to look at this match as. Like, Eddie Kingston has been... Again, another kind of a homegrown talent that they've developed into a world champion that the crowd has really gotten behind. Mm -hmm. Uh, And Jeff Jarrett has become one of those individuals that does gimmick matches and he does them really well. And I wasn't sure what we were doing with this and with Jay Lethal calling out Eddie and then this turning into, well, if Jeff Jarrett can beat me in this Carney match, you know, then I'll give you the shot. And... I wasn't sure what to expect with this, and it was it was a really fun match. It was, and if you can look at it from that perspective, yeah, it was entertaining. Of course, still waiting for I Karen saw... Jarrett to get hit with a guitar, though. Yeah, right. Well, yeah, uh, I thought she was going to get covered in like barbecue sauce or mustard with that white right. sh- white getup that she was wearing. But no, they had, no, Jeff like, Jarrett's the concession hair was stand. Jeff Jarrett's hair was neon yellow by the time they were done. There <laughs> was the so mustard. much mustard in his hair. Yeah, Raekwon would be. So, so disappointed. Oh my God. Yeah. Not never. But, <laughs> uh, but they put on a hell of a match. Oh. Uh, and this kind of. They end up. Uh, Jeff, Jeff Jarrett ended up getting the win by, you know, everybody else in his little faction helping out and beating the hell out of Eddie. And I think this is kind of a nod to the idea that Eddie has maybe not burnt bridges to get to where he's going, where he's at now, but he's had to step on the necks of individuals that at one point would have his back to get where he is. And now he's there, even a faction like Jeff Jarrett's little Carney crew, you know, is that what they're called that, but I mean, like even <laughs> something like that can, can get one over on somebody as, as has with, it was much hard as Eddie right. Kingston, he's red hot as Eddie Kingston. Right? Yeah. You know, they can still get one over because he has like, he has no friends right now. He right. has nobody helping him. And nobody that's what watching he kept saying the whole match. Where's, where's Eddie's friends. Right. And now he's got a match with Jay lethal and he had a backstage promo where he was basically saying, if you were a man, if you were a, a man of your word, like the Jay lethal, I knew that cares about professional wrestling and cares about the art you'll leave those carny assholes at home for our match. Right. So now we have, we're having Jay Lethal. We'll be taking on Eddie Kingston for the Ring of Honor World Championship. I mean, you know that's just going to go. Oh, it's going to be great. It, no matter which way. Jay Lethal is a legend in Ring of Honor. Right. Eddie Kingston has become one of the biggest names in non-WWE history. Um, you know, so it's... It's slated to probably be one of, it's probably Eddie's biggest match as a champion. Oh yeah, for sure. It's it's the first time he's going against, and not that anybody else he hasn't that he has defended that title against isn't worthy of the Ring of Honor right. championship. But for somebody who's a tried and true product of Ring of Honor like Jay Lethal, right? Eddie Kingston, he said really he's respected have, him. You know, yeah, he's always respected him because he and he has that respect because of how much pro, how much prowess. Jay Lethal has right. in Ring of Honor. Right. So this is going to be his biggest challenge as the Ring of Honor champion to go up against somebody who is who right. knows what it takes to get that belt. Isn't Jay Lethal the longest reigning I believe so, champion? yeah. I believe so. Jay Koth, fact check that. Yeah, where are you? Where fact are you? You were, supposed to, you were supposed to help me host, I think, the the second podcast, and I couldn't get a hold of you. Oh, miss you. It's hockey season. You know what? That's what it is. It's hockey that season. Makes go it makes sense. It makes sense. So a little bit earlier, like I said, we talked about Miro. We talked about CJ Perry potentially getting some uh, new clients. And this is where this comes in. Brian Danielson of the Blackpool Combat Club put on one hell of a a dream match, as Tony Khan would say, against Andrade this week. Right. It was even sold as a dream match. Started off, you know, right off the bat with the two of them going... Uh, oh my gosh! I mean, Brian Danielson. There's you don't even have to say anything Poor about how Andrade. good he is. He just Andrade has beat been to shit. Oh, he did. But I mean, but Andrade has been not as active on AEW programming ever since Collision has come back. But he has been back, uh, and we have seen him in a handful of matches. That everyone he's been in has been phenomenal. Uh, this one did not he's disappoint. A great, great wrestler. Uh, he did not get the win, and definitely got the the. The heavy end of this stick, mm-hmm. but these two put on a great match, and I love the idea that we're still in the era of AEW where Brian Danielson can have these quote unquote quote unquote dream matches. I I hate using that term 
I just know. because it's it, whose it, dream match, right? I so, mean. but I understand that why we're using that term. Um, but to be able to see this match happen and then have the two men at the end of the match shake hands and know that okay, this is a competition. I know that whether we bring down bring down the kayfabe walls, like this is a competition, you know, it's one man versus another man to see who's better. Yeah. And at the end of the match, even though that one man lost, he's still able to shake the hand of the other man right. saying, you know, we had a good match. This was great. So I love that aspect. I love that that Brian Danielson has that aspect. Like even with Zack Sabre Jr. had the same thing to where it's still it's still the kayfabe still feels real enough that it feels important. Mm-hmm. What happened after this match made my nipples pop through my shirt. They were so damn hard. Uh, I'll, I'll let you. I'll let you continue because oh, well, probably more than enough of me talking for the past. Two oh week, no, no, two, you're good. Episodes. As I said before, CJ Perry looking for more people um, that she can represent, and this again is where uh, this is Andr- Andrade that uh, it it is relevant to. Um, yeah, she saw, she saw his match with uh, Brian Danielson, and just like how I was, I said it was super impressive. Apparently, she thought the same thing. I mean, yeah, obviously it was, and he, I, I didn't. I mean, she's think got an eye would... for talent. Look at her husband. Well, yeah, clearly. Um, I didn't think he would be so uh, willing to be a part yeah. of. Yeah, well, I mean, she definitely you know, her definitely gave him a little him. bit of a. You could be the best looking performer as well. He liked that, which I mean. Don't blame him. I mean, listen, I'm, ask, I'm asking for a death I'm a, wish. I'm a warm-blooded straight male. I mean, if a if a attractive woman walks up to me and gives me a compliment, yes, my heart turns into butterflies and I melt like a four-year-old child and looking at a chocolate factory. Totally fair enough. I'm man enough to admit that. Absolutely. Look at <laughs> CJ Perry. Look at Andrade. These are some beautiful people here. Oh, so. yeah, for sure. Uh, but yeah, peaking some interest there. Very fun. Um, but I don't even think that's the, mo- the most interesting. That's definitely because uh, Miro and Andrade would be a hell of a match. Of course, and I'm sure that's where that's going to be going next week on Collision. But Brian Danielson also had a uh, visitor after his match. Uh, after Andrade ran out of the ring after the handshake, lights went out. Yes. And we all know, if you're I a wrestling fan... I always yell House of Black. I mean. Well, of course. But if you're a wrestling <laughs> fan, lights go out, one of two things is going to happen. Either A, you're going to hear a really big dong, and I I say that. That sounds weird. I know, I wanted that's to say dong. Said. I wanted to say dong, because it was... Who was it on WWE programming that yelled it was uh, Taker's dong? I don't remember who. I think it was like Corey Graves. Like, that's Taker's dong when oh, when the dong happened. Um, but when the lights go out, one of two things happens. Either the the person who's still in the ring is going to get their ass handed to them by some unknown assailant. Yes. Or the spoopy crew is going to yes, come out. I was going to say spoopy. For, unfortunately for Brian Danielson, both of those happened. Uh, Malachi Black, <laughs> the lights come back up. Malachi Black's in the ring and cre- and, and hits him with a spinning back kick yes. and puts him on his ass. Which, when it goes to Black, I instantly yell, "Oh my God! How great would it be if Malachi fought Brian?" And we were just well, talking. Imagine where's the kicks. Malachi? Imagine the kicks, and, and then that's exactly what happened. Lights go off again. And lights a, come back. I am a three-year-old girl, little girl in a candy shop with a hundred-dollar bill. Oh yeah. Or, you know, at a gas station with a $100 bill trying to buy a blunt. Shout out to Jade Kaufman. Yeah, one. right. Uh, but yeah, come, Malachi disappears. BCC comes down and checks on their boy. We go through the uh, we go through the entire episode up until FTR uh, start making their way down to the ring for a match. Don't know what they were doing there. Or but maybe announcing something. I don't know. As soon as they step into the ring, lights go out. The lights come back up. Malachi Black again. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh shit. But the lights go out again. Fever dream. What's happening? And come back up. Brody King and Buddy Matthews are yep. on the ring and they FTR lay west are the FTR. Screwed. Oh, yeah. Dogs are barking. Uh oh. Yeah. Kicks are swinging. Yeah. Buddy is Matthewing. Yep. Uh, and, and they lay waste. Lights go off. Come back up and they're gone. Yeah. And then uh, the next match rolls up. It's uh, Ricky Starks and Big Bill will be defending their titles against. Claudio Castagnoli, Claudio Castagnoli and Wheeler Yuta, Yuta of BCC. Black, uh, match ends up going. Great match between the four men. Oh, yeah. But at the end of it, lights go out, come back up, and here's the House of Black. They are laying waste to the BCC. John Moxley comes out. Uh, this isn't even I mean, like- that's, that's, that's how the match ends up. They ended up retaining the tag team championship is because House of Black come out and help right. Ricky and Big Bill. I don't know if it was helping Ricky and Big Bill. Or That's if, what happened. Oh, I mean, that was what happened. <laughs> I think it was more of screwing BCC. Of course. Um, Ricky didn't even realize what happened. 
No. Another interesting with Beast, with uh, House of Black is we have Sky Blue and Willow have recently been sprayed in the face within the past couple months by Julia Hart. And we're seeing a bit of a, a turn between the two of them. Yes. Sky Blue definitely more than Willow, but we saw a little bit of that uh, tonight. Uh, Willow's got the one eye that's got the, the blackness in it. Sky Blue's got both eyes. She's yep. wearing more darker clothes. I'm, I don't know why she looks like Scooby-Doo. I know she's been wearing a Scooby-Doo like <laughs> wrestling garb. <laughs> Which whatever, cool. um, but I, what do you think about a House of Black, but the female version? I mean, you have your you right there. You have your three individuals. Yeah, I mean, you why have not? your Brody King, who's Willow Nightingale. You have your Malachi Black, who is uh, uh, Julie Hart. Yeah, and then you got Sky Blue as your buddy Matthews. Sure, you know, and you have I a mean, women's remember, it's House, the House of Black. Black. It's the like, house. It's not like men's department. No. You know, and it's clear. It's clear that Julia runs this faction. Obviously, she's away. She just got married to Lee Johnson. Congrats, congratulations to them. Right. They were, their wedding was officiated by Jerry Lynn. That's Pretty insane. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they have, you know, they'll be, they'll be gone for a little bit. So it allows them to build up a little bit of these two. Willow and Sky. And I mean, I think they could fit I in love perfect. It. Like, yeah. And again, Sky Blue is another one of those individuals that came in all preppy, poppy, tongue sticking out, happy. Mm-hmm. Just uh, like Julia just did. Just like I mean, Julia did when she was at the cheerly outfit. And then same thing with Willow. Her her uh, music is all poppy. I'm a little bit Nothing matters. Not smile sure anyway. about that one. But... but I think it fits perfect, though. The heel aspect of her. Uh-huh. It's not that she's being a bad person. She's being influenced by some unknown force of the House right. of Black. Just you know? like Julia. Again. Just like Julia. Just like uh, uh, Sky Blue. And I think it really could work. Yeah. Because, I mean, uh, Brody broke what, his wrist. Yes. So he can't do a whole lot. Uh, like you said, Julia is obviously out. So it is a good time to kind of. Uh, you can pad the stats. Yep. You pad the stats so that when everybody's relevant, house always wins. When everybody's back to full, you know, full chooch, you run three men, three women, and you run the division. There's your new, there's your new faction that is now running amok amongst dynamite rampage and collision. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It's the entire show. We want tag titles. We want trios titles. Right. We want singles titles. Where's the women's tag team titles? Right. We want them. We want everything gold and black. You know what I mean? And Willow. I think it would be great, and I but I, and I really think the direction they're going with the House of Black and the BCC, I think could be a really good matchup because there's yeah. plenty of guys oh, yeah. in both of them. They're big, hard hitting men. Right. Uh, I mean, and we've seen good matches between them, and they have a chemistry of the BCC as a tight knit group. The House House of Black is a very tight knit group. Right. And what better than seeing two faction doing like faction warfare between each mm-hmm. other, ruining each, each other's matches, attacking each other? I mean, Brody King and Darby Allen has that great spot when Darby was Absolutely. doing the signing and he puts them through the table. Right. You know, do more of that, and you know. John Moxley and Claudio and Wheeler uh-huh. and Brian are all going to be okay about doing that outside of the the wrestling force, right. you know, the force. Wheeler Yuta is like tacking Malachi Black while he's at like martial arts. Right. You know, like doing his uh, his gym time and Wheeler Yuta just comes up behind him and just like chokes him out. Yep. Like there's there's a lot of opportunity to build up storyline here while mm-hmm. people are hurt. You know, I don't even know how Brian bounce back so quickly i don't know he's even said he's not he's not 100 but he's he's just he making sure wrestles the moves. like it he's making the moves that he can do that do, that doesn't hurt him and boy i'll tell you what for somebody who's still got Incredible. a got an injured paw and he's still rolling the way he does uh-huh. like that's that's impressive like i and the injured neck like damn yeah that's insane so it's it, it lots of lots of good wrestling this week you, lots of lots of good wrestling coming up uh, we've got WWE Crown Jewel will be happening. We've got, I think, like I said, five matches set up for that. We're setting up for AEW Full Gear, which will be happening November 18th. Correct. Uh, and then every Dynamite, Rampage, Collision, Raw, and SmackDown. Yeah, didn't really get a chance to catch uh, Bound for Glory. No, I rumors did see are. Sonny Kiss came ru- in for Bound for Glory. Rumors are, and you told me this, that Will Ospreay is considering signing with Impact Wrestling. Yes, he had a match uh, with Mike Bailey. I don't know how that went. And if you don't. Uh, if you don't know this, we found this out and we, we subscribe to it on YouTube. You can watch Impact episodes live. It's a half an hour delayed. Right. And it's only 99 cents. Yeah, a month. A month. And you just use it through the Google Play or your, uh, you know, whatever app right. your phone does. I mean, it's pretty cool. You get everything. Yeah. You don't get to go back and rewatch it. So you have to watch it live. But I mean, a dollar a month to watch live Impact. I don't oh, know yeah. if you guys are like us. We don't really have the capability well, i mean we, we could but we don't watch cable 
I have yet to figure out Access TV on on yeah. the, on the it's Roku's confusing. and the so smart TVs. So it's just TVs been so nice. It's just a dollar a month. A dollar a month, and you just pop it up on YouTube. I got a little notification that just says, "Hey, it's going to be live in 15 minutes." Yeah. And sometimes we watch it, sometimes we don't, and it's just kind of nice if you're in the mood on a Thursday and you don't have any wrestling that's on, and you want to watch some wrestling. Like it's it the impacts a good product. Yeah, they I think really there's even a, a, a next tier up that you get the pay per views. I think it's like a five bucks, so you end up getting the pay per views, and I think it's it's live. Might I, be ten or fifteen, but it's something like that. But it's worth it. I mean, it's yeah, like, good but product. I mean, this is the direction that we're going. We'll go on a tangent real quick before we finish off the podcast. Um, but I feel like this is the tangent that a lot of wrestling is going towards. You have a lot of indie, indie promotions that are having like $10, $15 subscription services to watch their product. Right. WWE's got, Very pe- similar. got Peacock, which I think we're up to like six ninety nine a month. I, mean, I don't think it's five five bucks nothing, anymore. Nothing, considering but, you get the premium live events for Right. Free. You've got Ring of Honor, Honor Club, which is nine ninety nine a month. Right. You have, again, uh, Impact, $5 a, a month. NJPW is about like seven. I think I think it's actually up to nine ninety nine a month. You have DDT Pro and uh, Stardom, which is like another ten dollars a month. So I mean, for less than you know a cable bill, you can get five, six different promotions of, of yeah. professional wrestling. If that's your shtick, if it's you're really, there. if you know, if you're like us and you watch a lot of it, like it's out there. And it's all good quality. It's not like it's it used to be to where it's live streaming and nope. sometimes it works and it's like twenty uh, you know twenty pixels per second you know. <laughs> so it, it's it's just it's really cool that we're living in this world. But with that happening, you kind of have to dial back the product you end up giving, and that's I think the give and go you have with this like streaming services we now you know have where you can have twelve pay per views or premium live events, but you're not going to get more than five or six major matches. Right. You're not going to get a 12-match 12, 12 premium live yeah, event in Saudi Arabia can, right, because exactly. you paid $5 for it and you're watching it on a, 1 o'clock on a Saturday. Exactly. You get what you get. But it's a fun time. <laughs> you can you can pick and choose what you want to watch. And, yeah. Just enjoy wrestling. And to echo a sign we saw in the uh, crowd on, bring uh, that up too, on yeah. Collision. Yeah, I'll let you go ahead. Uh, just enjoy both shows. It's okay to enjoy both shows. Why can't we? It's okay. You can enjoy all three, all four, all five. You can enjoy Japanese, Lucha Libre, American style, strong style, hardcore wrestling. Sloth style. Sloth style. Just enjoy. I mean, hell, some people watched uh, Beer League Hockey. You know, every, something for everybody. Sure. But I think that'll do it for our podcast. I can tell the energy slowly. The caffeine's wearing <laughs> off. The pot of coffee has gotten yes. cold. Friends, thank you again so much for joining us. We thank really you appreciate so much. you. If you haven't already, and I don't know why, if you're listening to us and you haven't, unless you're not into Twitter or X, as the cool kids call it, uh, please follow us on there. We are at CAW Wrestling Pod. My personal one is at a bacon party. And Monk, uh, Monk Mark is at, a, at Gunk Dudley. Caffeine's wearing off. Dudley. I am at Gunk Dudley. Uh, make sure you follow us on all uh, so social media platforms at CAW Wrestling Pod, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook. Those are the three major ones. You can find us on threads on, on uh, the other ones, but I'm not sure if we even post on there. Uh, make sure you check us out and start your week off right every Monday morning with a fresh episode of Coffee and Wrestling and Wrestling Podcast. And thank you so much for joining us. We will see you in the next episode.